Hello and welcome to another episode of Biz Bites, uh, where we give businesses an opportunity to uh, share their story with you guys listening in. And uh, I have Colin Hunt with me today. And Colin, I want you to uh, give us a little bit of an introduction, firstly, to your business and what it's all about. Okay, well, thanks for having me on your podcast, uh, Anthony. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. Um, I'm the founder of a purpose-led franchise business, and a purpose is to positively impact people's life, not only in business, but also at home and in the community. And uh, what that involves really is helping people on their journey from where they are now to where they aspire to be in the future. And maybe also giving them some guidance and help to stand back from the daily grind and actually think through what they view a successful life to be. It's very sad, I find, when you you, you see uh, particularly business owners who are very successful in their business and maybe making you know tons of money, uh, but the rest of their life it, it has suffered as a result. You know their relationships, their bonding with their their, their children, and you know association within the community in groups, whether it's sporting, whatever that they've they've lost touch with because uh, their focus has been entirely. On, on their business. So we're, we're very much about helping people to have a successful life. And I stress that, that we are not anti making money. <laughs> making money is very important if you want a, a successful life because you have to fund your ideal lifestyle. Um, but um, yeah, it's getting uh, not so much a work-life balance. Uh, work-life balance is fine for some people, uh, but I personally prefer what I refer to as an integrated work-life. So what that means is that if I need to break off during normal work time to share something with the family, perhaps you know it's a school event or whatever, uh, then I will do that and prioritise that. And equally, maybe in the evening, I catch up with the work I should have done in the daytime. So I like to time slice uh, and, and get a balance in that way rather than um, work-life balance, which is like, well, I'll only work nine till five, Monday to Friday. Yeah, it's it, it that different way of thinking has, uh, I think, not only resonated with people um, f- for you know the obvious reasons, but I think the the whole COVID period pushed that uh, button for people and 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 has allowed that to become uh, a little bit more acceptable than perhaps it would have been five six years ago only, and I think that's a. Fascinating idea. And, you know, I've been fortunate that I've had my own business for some time now. So I've had that flexibility to be able to, to do that and break things off to when, when the kids were younger to take them to and from school. But even now, I'm, I'm here, I am, I'm talking to you today and I'm uh, on the central coast in, rather than in, in Sydney, where I spend some of my time. 
because uh, the lifestyle allow affords me to be able to do that. And uh, I think it's a it's fascinating that it, that there are businesses like yours that, as you say, are purpose driven around that whole idea. And and I think um, you know what I wanted to get into as well with you is is that um, it's interesting when you talk about being purpose driven. And you talk about enabling people to do that. You haven't said at any point the basic services of what you offer, which I find really interesting um, in in doing that because there are services that you offer that are that many people would see standard, and many businesses like yours, that not quite like yours, but of that same ilk, would probably lead with that. Well, you know, what one of the things we coach our clients on is uh, this idea that you have to have products and services that are unique and it's the product or or the service which which is all important. Now, I'm not saying products and services are not important. Don't get me wrong, okay? But often business owners struggle to see, to to make something that is unique. What, What is unique, you know, in a world where there's so much competition? And what I say is, if you're a business owner and you are authentic, you are the face of your business, that is your unique selling point. There is not another you. Absolutely. You and your experiences are everything that define the difference that your business offers. That's right. And people buy from people first. So, you know, um, in my father's generation, which is going back a few years now, I won't say how many, uh, but uh, he was extremely loyal to his suppliers and his customers were extremely loyal to him. And it was not because of the products and services. Lots of people did similar products and services. It was because of his personal um, stature, if you like, his reputation. Uh, He would stick with the supplier, even if the supplier messed up, because he knew that that person was a good person he could rely on. And if they made a mistake, they would fix it up. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's, so I, I learned that lesson many years ago as well. It's how you respond, yeah. right? It's, it's, the, it's, it's the response. I mean, we're, we're human. We will make mistakes. It's how you respond to those mistakes that is the differentiator um, yeah. in, in, a, in a business. And uh, I've seen a lot of businesses try to cover things up and not admit to mistakes. Um, I think a... Uh, a COO that I worked with many, many years ago, and I'm still I'm still in touch with him and still do some work with him, uh, said to me, I remember when I was quite young at the time, and said, um, look, if you make a mistake, own up to it straight away. 30 seconds later, I'll forgive you and we'll move on. And and he was true to his word. You know, I didn't make many mistakes, but when I, you know, if I did make the odd mistake, so long as you owned up to it, he was very happy to move on. If you didn't, he would kind of, I saw it with other people, he'd fester on it and get angry and, you know, there are then there are repercussions. Exactly. You know, uh, I, I mean, when you try to hide things, you think you're hiding it successfully. Usually you're not. 
the other people are smarter than you think they are <laughs> and they've figured it out um, and they're annoyed by it. Uh, so it's not good. And the same thing within team. I mean, I uh, uh, we're very big on culture in a team. In a moment, I'll answer the question you put to me about their products and services. But <laughs> no, it's 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 fascinating. It, I I love it. I love this discussion. It within our team, uh, we've actually got a nice glossy brochure which which talks all about our, our culture internally. We've got over fifty franchisees, so we felt that was a good investment to make. And we encourage people to have the courage to make mistakes. Because if you have a culture where people know that they can have a go, and if it doesn't work out, it's not going to be, you know, the end of their career kind of thing. Yeah. So if, if you have a culture where you're not allowed to make mistakes, then everybody plays safe and you don't get the innovation, you don't get people trying new things, you you don't get people um, going out of their comfort zone to extend and stretch themselves into new areas. So um, having a culture where you're allowed to make mistakes is very important. That doesn't mean to say that we say, hey, look, just be reckless. That's not <laughs> that's not what we're talking about. But if if you tried something new and it doesn't work, then ask for help. Because when you've got a big team as as I have, you know, uh, two minds are better than one. In, in our case, you know, over fifty. Well, we've probably got about sixty people now. Um, sixty brains are better than than two. <laughs> So, you know, when you ask for help, it's surprising how the response that you get. And you can get an awful lot more, more done. Um, but to come back to your, your, your question, what are our products and services? Well, there's a little bit of a story behind that. What, when we, um, we got up to about 40 franchisees and that in franchising is is a bit of, bit of a, a sort of a plateau. You, you tend to get up to that sort of number and then you kind of stall um, because the, there's a certain degree of churn and the churn equals growth kind of thing. And what I decided to do was to actually take their whole business apart and put it back together again. Because a business that is right when you start out, you know, is not the right structure, et cetera, when you become mature and, and you're, you know, at some scale. Uh, so uh, as part of that process, we, we became purpose-driven and, and purpose-driven makes it so easy to make decisions. Because when we have choices, should we do A, B, C, D, whatever, it's simply a question of saying, well, which of these options is most closely aligned with their purpose? We'll do that. Yep. It makes life so, so easy. Now, because um, of that, uh, and as I said earlier, we look to support our clients on a journey from where they are to where they aspire to be, 
we realized we needed a much broader range of services. So we started out doing uh, bookkeeping and accounting and, uh, you know, traditional services there. Um, we tended to recruit people from corporate because they had better people skills. They were used to explaining financial issues to non-financial line managers and be part of the decision-making process. And we saw that kind of service, the future of the industry. But now um, we, we broadened that out to be a firm of professional services. And my view of the team is much broader. So we, we now have four brands. We have Easy Accounts, which does the traditional bookkeeping, accounting services, some business advisory, you know, virtual financial manager, financial controller, et cetera, all those good things. We have uh, Easy Academy, which is our learning management system. And we use it ourselves to get all of our IP. So it, it makes our IP more tangible and more valuable because we've got it in a modern learning management system. Uh, that makes onboarding new people much more efficient and effective. And it also supports lifetime learning for the whole team. Uh, and that's really important in an industry that has been very traditional and then has gone through a period of fairly rapid change. So in addition to Easy Academy, and, and we provide that now as a service, we, we've got very lucky to have somebody on board who uh, is quite skilled at neurodiverse learning. Uh, and for anybody who doesn't know what that is, it just means that different people learn in different ways. And, Absolutely. and you, you it's still flexible enough to deal with that. It's so important to to uh, get your head around that idea. I think we have, uh, you know, we could probably talk for hours about that subject alone, but it's um, uh, really that uh, we, we're taught the wrong way in schools, quite, quite frankly, and from then up that there's only one way of learning. And the truth is, is we yeah. all quite differently. And uh, once you can accept that and cater for that, then uh, you're in a much better position to be able to, to work with people in a better way. Well, that, that's right. And, you, you know, um, learning really starts when you leave school, <laughs> you know? Yes. Uh, lifetime learning is, is really so important now because otherwise you get out of date really quickly. I, I remember and, uh, even in university so that was said to me. Technology. I remember at university yeah. days that was said to me that, uh, you know, as great as the course was that I did, said you're going to learn more in the first six months out of university than you did in the three years of the course. And that was 100% true. Mm. And I, I find that exciting. I like learning new things. I, you know, I learn new things every day. Um, I wish I could remember them more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, that's Easy Accounts and Easy Academy. And then we, we have um, Easy Growth and Easy Leadership. Now, both Easy Growth and Easy Leadership are really about growth, helping businesses to grow in a sustainable way. And um, the Easy Leadership is the people side of 
growth. So we do things like high-performing teams, for example, personality profiling, uh, as well as leadership coaching. And easy growth is more of what I would call the numbers logistical side of, of business growth. So, you know, we do business benchmarking, we do virtual CFO, virtual company secretary, and, and also coach people either on a one-to-one or in groups on well-structured growth programs. Now, a lot of people think that growth is kind of a, not necessarily a straight line, but some kind of straight curve. It's not. Growth is like walking up a flight of stairs. And before you take the next step, you need to be structured and organized and financed to make that next step. Because if you make half a step, you fall over. (laughs) So um, a lot of people just say, well, we're doing really well on sales. Let's just do more of the sales and we'll grow and we'll make lots of money. And that's fine up to a point, but you reach points in growth where you may have increased your revenue substantially, but what you find is your profits have gone down and you start to run into cash flow problems. So being able to grow a business rapidly, it, it, A, it's not for the faint-hearted, uh, but B, it is not for the unprepared. And like climbing a mountain, it's quite a good idea to have a guide that can uh, assist you on that journey, uh, get you up safely and get you back down again safely. <laughs> Absolutely. And look, there's so, so much that we so could unpack. There's so much we could unpack and talk about, but I just wanted to ask you a, a final question um, as well. I mean, you've, you've got four elements to your business that you've outlined there, and and um, I'm, I'm fascinated always to ask as you've grown your business um, over a period of time, what what's helped you grow it? What is what are the marketing insights perhaps that have that you can give? that's enabled you to uh, to grow over the last few years. And indeed, you're helping lots of other businesses or the franchisees grow as well. I think a key thing on marketing is that there's a lot of noise out there and that as a small business, uh, you, um, you're limited in your resources. Now, we, we did something very interesting and unusual. We're, we're part of a, a global uh, network of small businesses, all of whom are purpose-led. So that being purpose-led is what we have in common. Other than that, they're completely diverse range of industries. We actually collaborated together to run a uh, social media campaign globally, and we achieved the same sort of results that a large corporate would have with a big budget. Now, you're probably going to say, well, yeah, how did you do that? Well, large corporates, when they run a big marketing campaign, they engage uh, a significant number of small businesses who are specialists, you know, video production companies um, and, and the like, you know, marketing agencies. Well, in this network, guess what? 
we had all those people. So we all had the same incentive. So we all contributed our time and our resources free of charge. Uh, that was what we that that was a contribution that each person made. Collectively, we had the same campaign that a large corporate would have. It's just that people weren't charging each other. It was, if you like, a form of bartering, no mm. transaction, just collaboration. And I, I do um, this really happened by accident. I, I was asked to do a keynote for Intuit, who are the largest uh, accounting software vendor for small business in the world. They, they've got about 30 million clients. Um, and I did it on uh, collaboration over competition. And that really struck a chord with people. And subsequently, I've been asked to do it uh, at other places. I, I, I did it last month at Accountex, and uh, I'm doing it again for the Entrepreneurs Conference uh, uh, this Saturday, actually. And uh, what I've just explained to you, where small businesses coming together to collaborate and having you know, as big an impact as a large business with a large budget, I think that is a really key opportunity. We haven't seen that much uh, before, but we did it. It worked. And I, I think having a mindset where you collaborate with like-minded people is definitely something that gives you a big advantage on marketing absolutely i, I totally uh, totally agree with you and it's the the power of of that collaboration the power of working together the power of people engaging with people is what it comes down to and that purpose driven and uh that to, that you know that that drives your business and drives the businesses that you work with um uh, you know absolutely love it uh, Colin, we could talk for a long time. I know you and I have talked for a long time previously as well, and we will continue to do that. But I wanted to to thank you very much for sharing this with uh, with the audience. And we're going to include some contact details for you um, alongside of the podcast. So, uh, Colin, thank you so much again for your time. And uh, we look forward to, to catching up with you again soon. You're very welcome, Anthony. And uh, thank you for having me on your show.